Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys Week 7 running back rankings for fantasy football in 2020. We are going to be discussing my top 32 running backs for week number 7 of the 2020 NFL season and talk about why I have them ranked at each given spot from 1 all the way through 32. So before I get into it, if you guys do happen to end up enjoying this video at any point, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. Not only is it free, I post content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 Fantasy Football Championship. Also, I'd like to give you guys a quick word from my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. OverlayDFS.com also offers something different than the matchup shop. This is the Week 7 shootout under the Progressive Games. It is very simple. All you have to do is pick five player versus player matchups. Who scores more fantasy points, Matt Ryan or Drew Brees, Big Ben or Ryan Tannehill, so on and so forth, and then order them in order of importance and how good you think they are going to do because if the guy's at the top at five, you get the most points. Lowest at one, you'd get the most points for that being correct. So you want to make sure the one you're least confident in is at the bottom. It's very simple. You can make a whole lot of money out of this. This is an $11 entry one, but there's uh, entries at every single price. First place gets $500 in top 10% wins $50. So make sure you guys check this out. OverlayDFS.com, link down below in the description. So without further ado, let's get right into week seven running back rankings. We begin with running backs one through 12. At the top of my rankings this week is running back Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints this week going up against the Carolina Panthers. This matchup is amazing for one of the best running backs in the NFL and the best running back for fantasy football after CMC and Saquon Barkley took the big dirt nap. Obviously, Saquon Barkley out for the season. Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey will return soon. Quickly, before we get back into Alvin Kamara, though, I want to say that Joe Mixon is going to be missing this game. That is why he is not inside of the top 12. We'll talk about his backup, Gio Bernard later and how that affects fantasy football. So at number one, we have Alvin Kamara. Like I said, I feel like this is a great matchup for him. This guy is pretty much matchup proof now. How healthy Michael Thomas is right now as I'm recording this at 1 p.m. on Third, on Friday, I should say, this is still up in the air, to be honest with you. He could end up missing this game, but he could end up being played in this game. It's To me, it's probably like a 70% chance that he doesn't play, though. It's not really 50-50, but we'll know soon. With that said, I feel like he's better without Michael Thomas, but he could get a boost from Michael Thomas being there because he's not really the only key guy to kind of focus in on in this offense regardless though Alvin Kamara up against the Carolina Panthers should be a solid game Teddy Bridgewater has looked pretty solid and I think that the score could be decently high and Alvin Kamara will get a lot of use in this game and number two we have A.A. Ron Jones running back of the Green Bay Packers going up against the Houston Texans in Houston Aaron Jones has been reported to be on the injury report for this week did not end up practicing today on Friday how does that determine his status for Sunday I'm going to go ahead and assume that he ends up playing up against the Houston Texans this is a very easy defense for Aaron Jones to slice and dice his way through so I think Aaron Jones easily puts up a solid game here this guy has been one of the more reliable running backs in fantasy football even last week when they got absolutely bent over by Tampa Bay Tom Brady and friends in Tampa Bay he still put up a solid game number three we have Kareem Hunt going up against the Cincinnati Bengals week two we saw Kareem Hunt go absolutely sicko mode at the end of the game up against the Cincinnati Bengals. In this game, he is going to be playing the starter for the whole game because Nick Chubb obviously was in that game week two and they both put up very good games. Now there's just one man in Kareem Hunt and I think he may put up an amazing week this week up against the Cincinnati Bengals. I have him as running back three on the week. At number four, we have Ezekiel Elliott going up against the Washington football team 
in Washington. Now, last week, Ezekiel Elliott had fucking lube on his hand or something because he fumbled the ball two goddamn times in that game up against the Arizona Cardinals. I expect the case of the fumbles to go away this week up against the Washington football team. That is a tough front seven to play against, especially when the Dallas offensive line looks like a fucking turnstile, letting anyone in that they want, and he may get devoured a couple of times in the backfield, but I expect them to try to run the ball a lot more, and as long as he doesn't fumble two times, there's no way in fuck he's getting benched for Tony Pollard. Again, at number five, we have Derrick Henry going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this has been, all season long, one of the toughest matchups for a running back that they could face is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Henry, though, has been a world beater thus far this season, and it really hasn't mattered about the matchup. This guy just goes in week out, or week in and week out, and hits the opponent with the good old 1-2 Mayweather, and I expect nothing different here, even up against a tougher Pittsburgh run defense. At number six, we have Fat Mike Davis going up against the new or Leon Saints. Now, when Mike Davis came in here after the CMC injury, I was like, you know what? He'll be pretty fine for fantasy football. And by pretty fine, I guess I was wrong because this man is mighty goddamn fine. Whatever you would think is the most beautiful thing in the world, that is Mike Davis coming off the waiver wire to go into your lineup. This guy is going balls to the wall every single week for your fantasy football team, devouring them like Ezekiel Elliott devour cereal in the morning. I think Mike Davis is in for a big game this week as running back number six. And number seven, we have Chris Carson going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Chris Carson has been vital to this offense. I know all the talk of Seattle is, holy shit, Russell Wilson's cooking. Russell Wilson's looking like Chef Curry with the pop boy. He's looking like all these things. He's playing amazing. But no one's talking about Chris Carson, who has been sneaky, very, 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 very good every single week, whether that's rushing the ball or catching the ball out of the backfield. Chris Carson has one, been one of the best running backs thus far this season at doing that in this matchup up against the Arizona Cardinals, where it is going to be close. It's going to be a feisty matchup and we all know Pete Carroll loves chewing that gum but he also loves running the goddamn ball and I love Chris Carson in this matchup at number eight we have James Conner going up against the Tennessee Titans now this offense has been passing a lot recently but I do feel like James Conner is going to be involved heavily in this game that Tennessee defense is not as amazing as I thought it would be and James Conner has been providing a lot of points recently as a running back he's obviously the head honcho running back the workhorse running back in Pittsburgh and that proves to be paying dividends for your fantasy football team so I like him here number eight at the Tennessee Titans. At number nine, we have Ronaldo Jones going up against the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. Now, the reports are that Uncle Lenny Leonard Fournette is going to be starting in this game, or not necessarily starting, but he's going to be playing in this game after not playing for a couple of weeks. I understand they activated him last week or two weeks ago, but the activation didn't mean that he was 100% healthy up against the Bears. He didn't even play a single snap because they just had to activate him because they did not have enough running backs on the roster to fill out a team. So, Ronald Jones should still be fine here, even with Uncle Lenny. Ronald Jones has played so well as of recently that I feel like there's no way Bruce Arians is dumb enough to sit him down and let Leonard Fournette get a million touches. Now that's definitely possible because Bruce Arians is the king of saying one thing and doing the other. For instance, he will say, Last year, he'll be like, Peyton Barber's the starter. Ronald Jones goes off. Then the next week, Ronald Jones is the starter, and then Peyton Barber goes off. It's the same thing that's going to happen here. So I feel like this is going to be a big Ronald Jones game, but there's definitely some worry inside of my heart that Ronald Jones gets screwed over by Bruce Arians. Coming in at number 10, we have TG Todd Gurley going up against the Detroit Lions. Now, Todd Gurley has been the definition of safety thus far this year. He's been the complete and utter opposite of what I thought he was going to be. I thought that they would give him enough workload in Atlanta for him to be good for a couple of weeks, and then the guy ends up taking the big dirt nap because he has that arthritis knee. Now, that has not come to fruition yet, knock on wood. Todd Gurley has played very well, and I will continue on a weekly basis to rank Todd Gurley very high due to the fact that the amount of upside this 
this guy has, or I shouldn't even say the upside, the floor that this guy has on a weekly basis is amazing. He's 10 plus points guaranteed at the running back position on a weekly basis. And this week up against the Detroit Lions, he definitely has the upside to be one of the top five running backs on the week. So I like him at running back 10. And number 11, we have James Robinson going up against the Los Angeles Chargers in LA. Now, James Robinson has been pretty fucking solid this season, running back six on the year in PPR. Now, that may be surprising considering most people had no idea who the fuck James Robinson was before the start of this season, but this guy is a certified bell cow back in the NFL. Good at catching and good at rushing the ball. He does what you want in fantasy football, and this week up against the Chargers, sure, a tougher defense. As long as DJ Chark plays, this Jacksonville offense fires on all cylinders. They literally look so different with DJ Chark versus without. When DJ Chark is not there, they look like a team that shouldn't even be competing in the NFL, but when DJ Chark is healthy, they look like a comparable team in the NFL who can score some points, and with DJ Chark likely playing in this game, that gives a huge boost to me for James Robinson. Number 12, we have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, CEH, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, even though that's not possible because he's on the Chiefs. He's actually playing up against the Denver Broncos, and the Denver run D has been pretty solid, but we saw last week Clyde Edwards-Hilaire give a good old stabbing to the fucking chest of the Buffalo Bills like his name was O.J. Simpson or Julius Caesar-esque, whatever guy you prefer that is good at stabbing, Mike Myers maybe. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is balling the fuck out, and I do expect a decline in production, or not even a production, and a decline of usage in this game with Le'Veon Bell returning. Now, I don't think it's going to instantly take over where Le'Veon on Bell necessarily completely derails Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's value early, but I think as the weeks continue to go on, we see more usage out of Le'Veon Bell, which is going to detract from CEH's usage, which makes CEH a worse running back for fantasy football, and Le'Veon Bell a good running back for fantasy football. Now, as, as of right now, I am confident starting both of these guys, but definitely far more confident in, side, in starting Mr. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Now, on to running backs 13 through 24. If you guys have enjoyed the video thus far, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And we are back at number 13. Josh Jacobs is the guy that I like a decent amount this week, but the biggest issue with Josh Jacobs is the fact that his whole offensive line is likely not going to be playing in this game. It's going to be a smorgasbord of an offensive line, which is very fucking scary. So I haven't ranked at running back 13, but this really depends on which one of these offensive linemen are going to play. So I'm going to be confident in Jacobs, but there's definitely some worries about the fact that if none of that offensive line plays, how terrible they may end up being. At number 14, we have David Johnson going up against the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Green Bay Packers do not have the greatest run defense in the NFL, and David Johnson has been looking very good as of recently. He's kind of hit or miss, but in some games, he does get a lot of usage. And now with the fact that Bill O'Brien isn't there to just run this guy straight up the middle 7 million times instead of, you know, maybe giving him a pitch or an outside run, or maybe just not a run that's straight up the fucking gut where your offensive line gets folded over and then he gets tackled for a loss every single time. They figured that out. They realized, hey, maybe we shouldn't do that. And David Johnson's looking a lot better. I like him this week up against the Green Bay Packers as running back number 14. At number 15, we have another David. David Montgomery, running back of the Los Angeles, no, running back going up against the Los Angeles Rams of the Chi-Town Bears. Now, I do expect this one to be kind of a lower scoring game where the Chicago Bears are going to try to run the ball a decent amount. The Rams defense is kind of scary. I would definitely shit myself if I saw Aaron Donald coming my way, but David Montgomery is simply built different than me and will be not scared at all of Aaron Donald, and he will make Aaron Donald his little bitch boy, and David Montgomery is going to have another great game because he's getting a lot more involved in the pass-catching game, which heavily elevates his fantasy football point total. At number 16, we have KD. Kenyon Drake going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Kenyon Drake last week laid a gash right into that Dallas ass. 
His mother called him up before the game and said, Kenyon Drake, you have been running like someone who is not of my bloodline. You fucking suck. That's pretty much what his mom said in a nicer way. He was like, you need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing this. It was like his mom is his goddamn coach, but it arose Kenyon Drake to the occasion, and he bottomed out the ass of the Dallas defense, and I think that Kenyon Drake is in here for another good game. After his mom called him, it knocked some sense right into him, hit him with the 1-2 Mayweather, and I like him here up against the Seahawks. And number 17, Speaking of Joe Mixon's injury, we have Giovanni Bernard here of the Cincinnati Bengals. They're going up against the Browns this week, and obviously a huge miss for Joe Mixon, because I think he could have had a solid game this week, but it's almost better, in my opinion, when these guys miss practice all week and they don't go ahead and overexert themselves and try and play in the game. I say this really because I don't want Joe Mixon to get hurt, right? If he's not feeling up to it, if he's feeling like whatever injury he has, he feels like he shouldn't play in the game, then go ahead and make sure that you sit him down. This is the correct move for the coach because you don't want Joe Mixon missing the long term. This is probably going to be just a one week long miss of an injury or one game missed from the injury instead of potentially being three if he goes out there and re-injures himself. So Giovanni Bernard slots into a nice spot here against Cleveland. Now, I'm not saying Giovanni Bernard is as skilled as Joe Mixon, because that is frankly just not fucking true, but Giovanni Bernard is a capable running back in a game where they are going to run the ball as well as throw the ball to the running back, and Giovanni Bernard, as we've seen even this season, has been a very capable guy of catching the ball out of the backfield. Only recently did Zach Taylor take his head straight out of his fucking ass and realize that that fucking Mixon can do the same thing and actually catch the ball. He didn't know that earlier in the season, so Giovanni Bernard was catching a lot of balls, so we definitely know he can do that here up against the Cleveland Browns. At number 18, we have Jarek God. Jarek McKinnon going up against the New England Deflatriots. Raheem Mostert appears to be out for this game, and this is great news. It's not bad news, Bears. It's great news, Niners, for Jarek McKinnon, because Jarek McKinnon is in for a big spot here, in my opinion. New England's defense looked dicey last week up against running back Phillip Lindsay of the Denver Broncos, and with the amount of usage that the running back gets in the 49ers system, I think Jarek McKinnon is in for a solid game here. At number 18 to number 19, we have the running back on the other side of the ball, James White, going up against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, even though the Patriots got dicked down by Brandon McManus, who kicked 7 million field goals against them last week, James White still provided that good value, even if the offense looked very hobbled, wobbled, stumbling like Daniel Jones running into the end zone for 70 yards. So I like White a lot this week. He's very safe in half PPR and full PPR leagues due to the amount of volume he gets in the receiving game. At number 20, we have a guy that I am about as unsure of as it gets. That's Antonio Gibson running back going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Why am I so unsure? Because magically, once Kyle Allen started starting the games instead of Dwayne Haskins, J.D. fucking McKissin titties, J.D. McKissick has began to start his campaign of slander against Antonio Gibson because he's playing well. Gibson was also playing well. So it's very confusing. They're playing up against the worst run defense in the NFL or one of the worst in the Dallas Cowboys. So this is a very easy matchup for Gibson. But can you trust it with McKissick there? That's the real question. That's why I've got him at running back number 20. Definitely risky, but has a whole bunch of upside baked into him up against the garbage-ass Cowboys. Number 21, we have DeAndre Swift going up against the Atlanta Falcons. I moved him one spot ahead of Devin Singletary, but I'm not even sure how confident I am in that. Now, Devin Singletary, we'll talk about both here, I guess, since I brought them up. Devin Singletary is going up against the New York football Jets at running back number 22. Devin Singletary is in the double-headed backfield with him and Zach Moss. Zach Moss hasn't even looked great thus far this season, but he's still getting a decent amount of work, and the Buffalo Bills just don't really like running the ball all that much. 
So Singletary, even when alone, but he won't be alone in this game, doesn't get a lot of work, and you're really relying on a touchdown. Now, up against the New York football Jets, touchdowns don't come a dime a dozen. They come frequently and often, okay? So I like Devin Singletary in this matchup, but I don't love him because I don't really trust him. The trust is also confusing with DeAndre Swift because DeAndre Swift looks like the guy there. He looks like clearly the best running back, just like I thought when he was coming out of college that he would be the best running back in Detroit. But the problem here is Matt Patricia, with the pencil in the ear that he has shoved up his ass half the time, doesn't understand what to do with the team. Sometimes this motherfucker gives the ball to carry on Johnson. Sometimes he gives it to Adrian Peterson. Other times he gives it to DeAndre Swift and is a complete and utter fucking carousel of the running back position in Detroit. But Swift seems to be the clear option there and the best option there. So it's very confusing what to think in this scenario. So I'm going to go ahead and rank Swift at 21. I believe in DeAndre Swift, but obviously understand there's the baked in risk there of Matt Patricia being a certified fucking dumbass and not giving him the correct workload at 23. We have another case of a running back scenario that is confusing. Pretty much every running back after running back 19, we are very confused on what is going to be happening there. That's why I advise early in the season or in the offseason to draft a shit ton of running backs because it's very top heavy. We have Darrell Henderson going up against the Chicago Bears. Now what happens here? Is it going to be, is Akers going to be involved? Is it just going to be Henderson? Is it going to be Henderson and Malcolm Brown involved? Who's going to score the touchdowns? Is this going to be a high-scoring game? I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think this is going to be a nice running game, but I don't know which running back is going to be the one benefacting or being the benefactor of this. Will it be Henderson? Will it be Akers? Will it be Brown? And frankly, I have no fucking idea. And I don't even think Sean McVay has an idea until he sees which one is working. If one guy looks hot, McVay typically rolls with him. If the guy looks like shit, McVay says, get the fuck out of here. It's a Fugazi. It's a Fugazi. It's a Wazi. It's a Woozy. Sit the fuck down. That's what he does. He does not necessarily just ride with one guy. So Darrell Henderson, or not just run, he doesn't run with all the guys. He kind of just picks and chooses the hot guy in each scenario. It's like a fucking Kardashian. They pick the hot guy and then they get divorced to him. That's like what the fuck's happening. One guy gets hot, he gets cold, divorced. That's what Sean McVay does. Darrell Henderson, okay, looks pretty good, and then we'll have shit games. So there's really no read on him. That's why I find it so confusing to rank these guys. I like the matchup. I like the guy. I like the situation. I'm just confused about how the situation is going to play out on Sunday night. Actually, I think this is Monday night football. It's one or the other. Sorry if I, uh, yeah, it's Monday night football. Justin Jackson at 24. This guy is also in a situation like Mike the situation that is very fucking confusing. He's going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is a cupcake matchup. That defense is soft serve fucking ice cream. Justin Jackson should be able to shove his fist directly up the ass of the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I'm not too sure if he's going to be the main guy on that team. Joshua Kelly looked very good to start the season, and then Justin Jackson starts overtaking him when Eckler's gone, right? But Kelly's still going to get chances because just like with Sean McVay, Anthony Lynn also kind of runs the hot hand approach. He's going to give it to both of these guys. So who's really going to be the better running back on the week? I've changed my opinion. I thought it was going to be Joshua Kelly. Now I'm more bought in on Justin Jackson, but again, I'm still not 100% sure which one it's going to be, and I'd prefer to sit both of these guys if I had the option. Running backs 25 through 32. Again, if you guys have ended up enjoying, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. At number 25, we have Joshua Kelly going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So two guys in a row on the same fucking team that you really have no read on. I think that Kelly could have a good game. He could find the end zone, but he could also be shit, and it could be all Justin Jackson, vice versa. So I really have no read on this. I'm sorry that I really can't understand the situation, but I'm sure everyone is just as unsure as me, besides maybe Anthony Lynn. He probably knows. At 26, we have Le'Veon 
Le'Veon Bell making his debut game as a Kansas City Chiefs up against the Denver Broncos. Now, I don't expect him to be ultra involved in this game. I expect as the weeks go on, his kind of touch count and workload to increase as the weeks go on. So I don't think this is going to be a complete and utter cock smacking of the Denver Broncos by Le'Veon Bell this week. But I think as the weeks go on, you can feel Le'Veon Bell more confident in your lineup and feel more confident rising him up the charts and higher up in the rankings. At 27, we have Philip the Thrill Up Lindsay going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Philip Lindsay hit a nice stash and dash and bash and gave the Patriots defense a nice fucking rash because he beat them down last week. Bang, hit him with the 1 2 Mayweather, hit him with the Conor McGregor 13 second knockout. That's what he did, and he played good up against them, but I do worry about Melvin Gordon. Is Melvin Gordon going to play in this game or not? I have no idea. The motherfucker gets a DUI, he, and then he, he turns out that he's ill, not sick like Lil Wayne, and I have no idea if he's going to be playing or not. So if he doesn't play, Lindsey moves up. If he does play, Lindsey stays here around 27, up against one of the worst defenses in the NFL in the Dallas Cowboys, but he's definitely not playing the Dallas Cowboys. He's playing up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Whoever does the graphics for me needs to be fired, and it's me who does the graphics, so I'm going to fucking fire myself. At number 28, we have J.D. McKisson Titties going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Again, no real way to read this situation in Washington. J.D. McKissick may actually end up overtaking Antonio Gibson and being the guy this week. Would that surprise me? No. But in my heart of hearts, I believe Antonio Gibson's the better player and gets more work in this game up against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. So I start JD. I start Antonio Gibson, but J.D. McKissick is definitely not going to fall outside of the top 30. At 29, we have Chase Edmonds going up against the Seattle Sea Chickens. In this one, I don't love him. It wasn't really all that involved last week up against Dallas, but maybe that was because they were running a train on him. They were absolutely nine inches deep in that ass, so they didn't have to worry about like using Chase Edmonds because he's like the catching running back, the pass catching running back. So they didn't need him. They just needed Drake to cut up that defense. So maybe he's more involved this week is my thinking. That's why he's at 29. At 30, we have Adrian Peterson going up against the Atlanta Falcons defense. Again, I stated that I think Swift is the running back there to own, but Adrian Peterson always gets enough work. This motherfucker is the ageless wonder.